0: What up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Nashville Unsigned The News Podcast. We are back covering all things digital and music news for the independent community. Get over to YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or search the news. Spotify. Spotify. Damn. I saw you counting on over it. there.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. No, there's five. Yeah, there's five. I go ahead
0: and Google it. Just go ahead and Google it. I just, yeah. Google Google it. it. <laughs> I just stand up for that one. Google it. Uh, yeah, Google, Google Googled Google, it. Google Plus. Google, yeah. It. Yeah. Google Googled <laughs> it. Just saying. Um, so get on and download our previous episodes. Download this one. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. We're over it already, okay? Our relationship should be official on YouTube. Let's just do it. Yeah, hit
2: that bell or whatever. You gotta you gotta subscribe and hit the
0: bell for updates. That <laughs> ain't that the damn truth. I watch too much um, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, we all do. So we're hanging out. I am Amber Soman This is my business partner, is Nick Brown. What up, everybody? Jared Rigsby hey, hey. and Patrick Larney. And we are here to go over, of course, like anything, all resources that you guys need. Make sure you guys jump over to the site, um, www.nashvilleinsign.com. Build your profile, network in our community, have access to what we've built for years. Mm. Um, Also, we, um, on the site, you'll find uh, our digital magazine. You'll find label services, live events, syncing, and the largest independent music community in the city. So come be a part of it. Hang out with us. Hashtag join the movement. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know
2: the it's, deal. It's very beneficial for your band really to sign up because you know you get to you get to put all your links on there. Preach. And then also it does show up in search engines, so you know it's a great way to uh, build your credibility online.
3: Signing up on yep. Nashville Unsigned. Yep. Start that digital marketing streak. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> beautiful. So what are we talking about today, Amber?
0: Um. Let's uh, talk about uh, nothing to do with the music industry. Nothing. Let's talk about VR and robots all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I could do that. Um, today, we're covering um, the thing that's hardest to come by in the music industry right now, and it's revenue stream.
2: Making that money. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Make that money,
0: honey. Can't be living on the streets. Yeah. Famous words of either Sir Mix-a-Lot or Quad City DJs. Don't know which one. So uh,
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll give it to both of them. Comment, yeah. premiere, on. It's just true. It's, it's just true.
0: Step two
2: of every process. Figure out how you're going to make some money doing it. Yeah. Step <laughs> one, figure out something you like to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah figure out
0: something you like to do first. And now we're
2: here. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's probably music in your case. Yeah. And then now we're on step if two. If it's right? not, yeah, you, it's should be,
0: yeah. so you should be. get out now. Yeah. Just yeah. get out now. Create a board game. <laughs> Call so, it a day. Yeah. It could work. Dreams
3: of revenue, I think, is one of the most confusing knots to untie. Um, I think the idea itself is um, can blow some minds when you're like oh yeah multiple streams of revenue I have to do multiple things you know I can't just sell my music mm-hmm. unfortunately to the um, the uh, chagrin of all of us mm. it's not just as easy as buy my music thanks for your money mm-hmm. um, you kind of have not to anymore. think think outside the box as a musician mm-hmm. and then this market here so which is why I think diversifying is such an important aspect to bring to the table. Um, not only does it give you more chances to make just more money, period, but it helps you find that one thing that you really shine at. Like, I'm a Spotify artist, or mm-hmm. I got found on Bandcamp, and now I'm a famous. So it's, <laughs> you gotta have to find, you know, figure some stuff out. And uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, part of it's, the
0: it's a business. So you are a business, and I, I think that's the thing we continue to uh, reiterate to you guys is your your band is a business. And in business, you are going to have multiple revenue streams if you want to be successful. Um, And right now, I know people, artists are like, okay, it's music. Music is my revenue stream. Well, no, it's not. It's your marketing strategy, actually. That's the only way you're kind of getting your name, your brand out there. It's your business card. Music streaming, (laughs) only only 1% of artists on Spotify actually make a living from royalties. So that says a lot. That should be the thing that you take away from this is that only do not bank on uh, Spotify to pay your bills or now iTunes because now that's that model is completely changing. Oh, yeah. AKA Apple yeah. Music. But um, 1% of artists on Spotify make a living from their royalties.
2: Yep. Yeah, I, th- I really feel like in the past couple of years we've really had a big turning point as far as, uh, you know, creators putting things online and being able to, you know, make a serious profit off of it. Yeah. YouTube being the biggest thing here lately. I mean, like there's so many ways in which people are not making money off of YouTube. It's almost funny that ten years ago, it was all about hey, upload your content, you can you can make some money on YouTube. That mm-hmm. was like the motivator to get people yeah. to put it on there. Yeah. Now it ain't like that at all. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's like
3: markets, yeah. It's another mm-hmm. social media yeah. platform.
2: Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm.
1: Now it's basically a selfie. Yeah.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's, it's like an entry point for people to be able to easily find it because it, everybody uses well, YouTube right now. I yeah. mean, you can yeah. still
0: there is still monetization in YouTube, but it's very it's not. You can't bank on it anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. you used to be able to yeah. bank on it, but yeah. it is still a stream, and it's still something to think about if you're not currently uh, monetizing your uh, YouTube and you have uh, enough subscribers to be able to do that. Um, but you definitely need to look into more than YouTube and more than royalties on your music.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're really going to consider what has the highest margins. So you know, you really want to think about some margins on this. You know, do you want to push a ton of stuff, or do you want to be able to make more money off of you know having to do less work? Really. So you know, as far as your own merchandise, you know, you can get some great margins on that as comparisons to you know fishing for millions of YouTube views. Yeah. You know. So I mean, you could sell ten T-shirts, you know, and and then you know make way more than you would with you know what a you know a couple hundred thousand views on YouTube. Yeah, I heard
1: um, the other day, I thought this was really interesting. If you sell one CD for $10, it's the same thing as um, 800,000 streams Yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: 800,000. Wow. So I, That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know if those numbers are accurate, but yeah. it, it sure is a whole heck. Ten bucks is...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the difference is, is Might be 80, the 800,000 people that you just hit or say that half of those people streamed it two times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the 400,000 people that you hit then told an, one person about your brand. So you could go after the $10 or you could go after the marketing that could in turn grant you a lot more money yeah. from a lot more streams. It's and a, and maybe yeah. maybe a lot faster. Yeah. Multiple
3: is.
2: streams. Wow. Yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs> Right? <laughs> already. You know what's uh, interesting about that is there's a uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts to listen to um, is Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, which a, a lot of shout people, out Casey, funny.
0: our producer, um, also loves that
3: podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a very popular podcast, Um, you know, for a lot of reasons, but I think what's, what's interesting and what's funny about it is I don't feel like he actually makes his money from the podcast itself. He obviously loves doing it, but He's a touring comedian, and that man, since his podcast has gotten popular, he just sells out left and right. Yeah, you know, he he was much bigger maybe back in like the early two thousands, I think. Where this like, guy did the donut thing. Uh, right? the Fear Factor, like a Fear Factor, was his original Rare. kind of like where he kind of took off from there. But um he's been doing podcasting for a while, and he's still a comedian. He's still a yeah. working comedian, but taking from the music standpoint, you know, music and comedy share a lot in common like that. Mm -hmm. And um, like what she's saying, if that that 800,000, 400,000 people, like if you actually got that many streams, there's a solid percentage of those people that want to come see you live. So I think it goes... And they're
0: not going to come by themselves. Right, (laughs) right, right. They're going to drag their
3: friends along. Mm -hmm. But uh, it comes along with the whole, I think, an organic strategy of hitting all these different angles because you never know... How they're going to fit in to each other? How they they help each other out? You know, like we at Nashville Unsigned, we're, we're like throwing shows, we're releasing material, mm-hmm. we're writing material, we're getting yeah. things from everywhere we can, every angle, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it plays off each other. Um, and I think that's an uh, so an in
0: record. music. Um, again, uh, your music should be the way that you're marketing yourself. Uh, an entrepreneur, the networking thing—that's my job, and and so I'm out networking all the time. Do I get paid for it? No. But does it benefit the business in the long run? Absolutely. I have, our brand has created relationships and partnerships like Reverb Nation. Shout out guys, Craig Snyder. Shout out to Ian from Fox. And these really great relationships that we've built and did we get paid to go out and network with these people? No, we did not. We knew that it was going to progress us forward. Mm -hmm. So therefore we jumped in and network, and we knew that that was our marketing. So your music is your marketing. So let's set the precedence of revenue today by saying, yes, you'll get a very small percentage from royalties, but your revenue is going to come from a million other places. And mm-hmm. your music is your marketing. That's
3: just so. What it is. Let's talk about the uh, kind of the next step. Right, we talked a little bit about the streaming royalties and how that can affect your um, your touring schedule and how many people will show up to your tours, and you can ask for more money in the future tours. Um, but I think another segue from that like what you're talking about is endorsement deals.
0: Endorsements, I think... I think think,
3: that's ASOL. Yeah, go,
0: sorry. No, no, no. I think endorsements um, and sponsorships before, I think that's great. I think a lot of artists are not doing that, especially independent artists because they're not quite sure how to get in on that. Um, Get on LinkedIn. I said this before and Mm. I'll say it again. Um, Get on LinkedIn and find the marketing director and whichever brand that you (laughs) wear or use or whatever. Um, Sinclair has really awesome tennis shoes all the time. So, you know, like hit up Nike or Reebok or whatever, and then that's going to be um, something that plays into your brand. So I definitely think endorsements and sponsorships, but before you can get that, um, they want to see that you have a following. Uh, So that is definitely a place that you can get revenue. I think before that, it would even go into – you're building your fan base that's what you're doing right now already it's your job your mm. number one job is to build your fan base digitally um, i run nashville on sign alongside or social media alongside um, austin shout out austin austin uh, one of our team members okay. um, but what we see a lot of is every single artist that we work with in the, in our alumni has a big following so then you start you have to start thinking first and foremost even before you go play any shows if whatever following that you have You just work it and increase that engagement. And then you start pitching, your management starts pitching um, to brands about even putting paid advertisements inside of your socials. Like that's something that is rarely, really used. It's brand new. Uh, Social influencer marketing, Google it. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And with you guys having such a large fan base, it's a really, really good first place to start alongside shows.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, like, who are the friends of your brand, right? Um, Because there's probably partnership opportunities there. If you have a demographic at all, which is to say that you have a brand, Mm -hmm. right, then um, there are companies that want access to that filter that you've been working on, you know? Because if there's 100 people and 10 of them give a shit about country, traditional country, well, then you've got the 10 people. Well, that's 100% of your brand. So if... Cracker Barrel wants to sell to people who give, uh, you know, a shit about traditional country, then that's 100% of the people that are within your following, right? Totally. And so I think partnerships are really um, a, a great form of revenue. Now, um, you're trying to change your budget. Remember that revenue is not just money coming in, but it's also money not going out. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. And so, because that's money that you would have been spending, right? Yeah. And so, um, like just recently, a band that uh, I managed got an endorsement from Shore Microphones. Well, they would have had to buy uh, those microphones at some point, right? Or buy, you know, some of the things that now Shore has presented to us because they recognize that our market, uh, it'll be an advertisement for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so sponsorships, even though you might not be getting money. And I'm not saying don't ask for it. If you've got a big enough following, heck yeah. You know, like lay down and, uh, you know, and, and bet on it, you know, but, uh, but if it can erase part of your budget, you should still kind of consider it
3: revenue. Oh yeah. And I think of like visual presence as well. When I think of um, social media uh, networks that, that kind of cater to this the best, I think of Instagram. Right, I think of um, like models I've seen on Instagram are just like...
0: uh, Sorry, (laughs) I'm like Instagram
3: models. (laughs) But totally, that's how Instagram models... Make money? Make money. The smart, so, ones, um, the smart ones. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you, you can choose to show your butt cheeks or whatever, but you need a solid image. Um, and I think it kind of goes along with your brand. And um, I think you can utilize that. Like you're talking about Sinclair's shoes. That's kind of a part of her image. Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, you know, a deal with her. You When you see her and you see yeah. her style, that sticks out to you. Yeah. So that's why it's like the, a shoe company. Or like Kenny said, Foster's boot
0: line. Yeah. Right. Or, right. right? So like whatever makes sense like, of course, Sinclair's not going to come out with boots. It's not going to make sense to her brand. It just doesn't make sense. But as you scale your revenue, you do want to start looking at, like, you know, like me, I wear combat boots all the time. So if I were to be, like, some sort of paid, which I should start charging for my <laughs> socials because yeah, they're balling right going. now. Oh, but <laughs> if I would sync up with Roxy Boots and, and talk to them about, like, what, what my, if you don't have a media kit together, you don't have any leg to stand on really. Um, They need to know what your reach looks like in your engagement. That's what they're actually paying for. Their advertisement dollars don't serve a purpose on billboards anymore. And they don't serve a purpose as a commercial anymore. And they don't serve a purpose on radio. And so now they're looking for other ways such as podcasts. Hit us up if you guys want (laughs) to drop some product in. Um, But yeah, such as, you know, like anything that you're doing, even if you're, um, you know, Daphne Willis does stuff like that all the time. She has different brands pop in p- product placement for your live streams in your living room. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. whatever. There there are a ton of different ways, you know, and sponsorships and endorsements is a big one. Yeah. Uh, so I think alongside that, you do have to have a media kit in place.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because you won't ever pitch to them without it.
1: Well, I think that shows that you're organized as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then you can roll that across a bunch of different um, streams of revenue. And um, I know that you guys all have some and I I have some that I'd love to share. Um, uh, First thing is, um, you know, be creative about uh, taking a piece of the money that is being generated around you. Um, I used to manage this band um, back in New York City some 10 years ago and they were a band that the brand was Cosmo Country. This was before country kind of crossed over, and we called it Cosmo Country, which mm. basically meant it was country music for the urban ear, right? Okay. okay. Well, we started selling out these uh, shows. We were doing, um, uh, reban- um, what do you what do you call it uh, when you play the same place all the time? Amber? Residency. Residency. then no, yeah. it started with an R. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, so we had this residency at this place, and we were selling it out every single night. Well, it was a bar. So we started to think to ourselves, like, what money is being generated around us? Well, we're in a bar, so Mm -hmm. alcohol. So what we did is we approached the bar and said, hey, bar, like, we know that we're making, you know, whatever, $600 on the night for for this, right? But you're also making money on drinks. So what if we do this? What if we make little table tents and we make, instead of Cosmo Country, which everybody knew that, that word, what if we make the country Cosmo? And then we promote it from the stage. And when people go to buy the drink from the bar, you put a hashtag down for 10 bucks and then we take two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what ended up happening is that, you know, after three or four drinks, the people that were in the audience were like, hey, um, I'm going to try out that Country Gosmo. And then, of course, they were like, it's amazing. And all it was was <laughs> yeah. like firefly whiskey rather than like something else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in doing that, the table tents cost us nothing, right? Because we printed up a bunch, cut them and put them all over the tables. And then we promoted from the stage. But we started to take some of the money that was being made around us. Mm. And I think that you have to kind of turn your ear towards like, or your eye towards like, where is that happening? And how can I... Mm. To rake in some more of that money that's yeah. circulating
3: around me. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. interesting because it, it brings your ability to make money outside of the music realm. Like there exactly. are like materials that need to be sold that are just goods, just basic market stuff that you can um, implement within your musical career that uh like like you said, like that it's a good chunk of change. Yeah. And,
0: and again, you're, box. You're a yeah. brand. Okay. You're a brand. And so a brand sells a lot of different things has a lot of different revenue streams. and so that's imperative uh, for again for you guys to have as well. something uh, we haven't touched on yet patreon. like Absolutely. patreon is a fantastic revenue stream. Um, it allows people that believe in your project. we talked about your fans um, but we it allows your fans to buy in twenty dollars a month direct like withdraw from their account each month to get exclusive content or, or just because they believe in you. And so I think Patreon is just now starting to become hip um, in the underground scene right now outside of your typical crowdfunding like Kickstarter, um, Indiegogo, or even a GoFundMe. But Patreon is definitely more uh, creative-centric um, and and they actually, it's kind of your new age subscription to your magazine you know like and that's what it is um and it's a it's it's a consistent guaranteed revenue stream as you build it i mean it'll only get higher and higher and you're creating content anyways
1: yeah and think about your assets as well you know um knowledge is worth something there is always someone who is where you were right so what do what can you teach you know um what can somebody, you know, learn from you that you already know? I mean, well, if you're a musician, what about lessons? You know, you've got mm-hmm. people out there that are, that are now where you were once and you've got that knowledge base that you're just applying. But, hey, what if you applied it to somebody who's, you know, looking up to you and giving some lessons? It, it's practice, it, you're refining yourself, but it's also another revenue stream, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think that you have to remember that instead of just making $100 from one guy, if you can make ten bucks from ten people, like why not? So di- right. diversify is just really, really important.
0: Yeah. And I think too, it's like it's like traffic coming into a brick and mortar store. Um, you're going for the highest conversion rate. You know, you get you know a hundred people that come in, and your conversions twenty percent. That means you converted two out of ten. So each time, mm-hmm. your milestone should be to convert. You got traffic coming into your site and traffic coming into your socials. So you should start monitoring analytics around, and it's all easily accessible, but around conversion. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Are you converting those fans um, to a GoFundMe or to a Patreon or to merch? Or and, and it's first starting out with one thing to sell them and then scaling out from there. But I, yeah. I do like the fact, because um, I was going to piggyback on what you said, like, what else are you good at? Like, what else are you good at? Are you good at singing? Yeah, obviously, because you are in a band. So go sing on other people's demos. Like that's going to make you money. Right. I don't know how many times Kenzie Lewis from class one has taken that beautiful, amazing voice and has made a lot of money of just singing demos for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a great way to also monetize is, is to still use, find out what you're good at between teaching classes, um, at consulting you know like sure. consulting other artists younger artists yeah that's another way
3: I think the goal is really to make sure you're moving in one direction it's it's really difficult when you have uh, something completely different from your career taking up a lot of your time and then you trying to put time into like, switching gears and just doing something else right Mm -hmm. if you can make a livable wage um making your music you can just grow from there and then all of your effort is going into one place and it's it's expanding you as a career but i think especially starting off you're going to need as many sources to make like that money so that you can focus on that one thing and just push that one thing
1: right and i also think that like there's money to be made in, in everything that you're doing. I mean, if you're a musician, you have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to play through your songs and whatever, right? Um, you decide, you know, Tuesday and Thursday night, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to practice my stuff, right? So let's say you're practicing for four hours. Maybe the last hour of that should be, um, you know, one of these online, you know, stage it is one you can look at. Uh, these like online concerts, um, concert window, uh, Facebook mm-hmm. Live. Uh, there's a girl um, uh, that I met in New York. I think she lives in Nashville now, but her name is Liz Longley. And Liz Longley uh, got in on the concert window thing and said, hey, there's a community there. There's traffic there. There's something that's, you know, going through concert window all the time. So if I spend, you know, two times in a month, I go in there and put on an hour concert, like I'm going to start to build it and then mm-hmm. they're going to follow me and then next time i do it, right? And... It's interesting the way that Concert Window has it set it up because they have it set up so that you can put in, you know, people, uh, just like Kickstarter has like incentives or whatever, um, you make a donation of $2 to watch the show, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. But then on the side, just like Kickstarter, there's incentive platforms. So you can sell, hey, this song that I'm playing right now. Uh, you can buy the single for this or you can buy the record or if you want the t-shirt or if you want a signed thing or whatever those tiers used yep. to be now it's live right mm. and then it's it's pretty awesome because the other thing is is it like when somebody buys something it'll like put their name up on the screen like whatever so yeah. there's that ego thing in it as well and, you know, but you would been playing that hour anyway yeah. right so monetize
3: it right what was a good example of exactly what you're talking about is um, one of our bands my politic um, yeah. band. they funded a whole album off of what was it Kickstarter yeah. They used yeah 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 they got a solid amount of money to make an album because like there's your Kickstarter like we want to make an album this is our, our our featured song or whatever you have your your music video up front and you can get people to pre-order. An actual album, and do it that way. Yeah, you know, and we've seen it done. We've seen that exact thing done successfully.
1: And one of the, think, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No you go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. No, you go. go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, just keep talking, Patrick. Just keep talking. No, just kidding. So, um, I this uh, uh, this uh, vocal coach in town named Wendy Parr made a suggestion to um, the Young Fables and said, "Hey, instead of selling your CDs for ten bucks, just." how much does it cost you to print a CD after you've ordered the whole thing? Well, you're going to pay about 30 to 40 cents per CD or whatever. So even if you're making five bucks, like you're making a considerable profit off of that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What she suggested was uh, when they play out live, instead of saying $10 for a CD, saying if you want the music, we want you to have it. Just donation. Whatever donation you want, drop it in the bucket, take a CD. And that stops the guy who doesn't have any money in the back of the room, but really loves the music and might, you know, have the potential of spreading that to ten other people. Mm. He walks out with a CD. But the other part of that is that there's a lot of people in the room that are buying into you, and that's why they want the ten bucks. They drop twenty dollars in there because they believe in you. And I am telling you, uh, we found that asking that way, we made more money than if we had said ten dollars. Mm. And yeah. it's a whole nother tax class.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. But we're, we're not, not <laughs> exactly <laughs> one percenters <laughs> over here yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: We're, they're definitely donations. Donations strictly.
2: <laughs> you know, okay, so here's my thing. So I think, you know, we're talking about all these different revenue streams. We're talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, sponsorships and endorsements and, and you know, uh, getting real out of the box, you know, creative, you know, monetizing drinks at a bar, you know. I mean, like, that's some really cool stuff, thinking outside the box. But honestly, I think that the merchandise is the cornerstone. I think so. You know, I think you know all these things are great and setting up all the streams. But like, I wouldn't be so concerned about these other streams if you hadn't set up your merchandise already. And really, that just comes down to you know if you you know you have an idea of how many people are listening to your music right now. If you can figure out a percentage of those people to sell something to that would enjoy it, and I, you know it's it's what we were saying about the the, the margins on on a physical product. Being able to, you know, brand it and then sell it to these people in in a specific context that actually meets their needs, then I mean, you are going to be making so much more money per, you know, or, or you know, in comparison to the work involved hmm. compared to to some of these other things. So, I I really think the first thing that you need to be concerned about is getting you know something creative and you know es- establishing your audience. But then figuring out a physical product that meets their needs and um, pain point, yeah, and plays
0: into your brand too, so it meets uh, their needs and uh, plays into your brand. One thing that I've seen
2: uh, more into the creative vein of it is, um, you know, they're they're essentially giving away their merchandise. All all they're asking is that you help with shipping. Mm. So, you know, I mean, they're pushing tons of product, and you know, it's it the people are technically getting it for free. But they're just paying for the shipping to get it, you know, to their home. And typically, you know, just like a CD and a poster and, you know, then you get their physical address and their email address. And, you know, I mean, depending on how you're shipping it, you know, you could still pull in some some dough off of that shipping. So, yeah, you know, right. what I mean, that I think that's the, the cornerstone, though, is is getting some physical product into your, cost, yeah. you know, your fans' hands.
1: I think with that idea, the thing about it is that you're breaking even on the shipping costs. But what you've done is you've acquired the information that you can remarket
3: to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, what was the name of that platform again? You were talking about oh, before.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, so um, I've, I've I've encountered uh, a pretty good amount of bands, but the you know they they use um, it, it's kind of you know you've heard of like Wix and all these different like site. Uh, what you see, what you get, you know, site editors, you know, typically they're, they're not good. They're garbage, actually. <laughs> but um, there's, you know, they're user-friendly. They may not be the the most optimum. If you actually have someone that does like your web development and your web design, you're better off just asking them, hey, can we have a landing page that, you know, is basically a funnel mm-hmm. for getting and, you know, acquiring email addresses, contact information, leads, uh, you know, selling product, whatever. But if you don't have a website yet, you don't have a web developer, Go get one, but <laughs> before you do that, you know go you know you can try we out, have one you can try yeah. out this, this click funnel, it's called a click funnel, yeah, and um you know it's basically just a one page i'm I'm pretty sure they charge you on a monthly basis to keep this thing up there, but you know it's it's pretty much everything set up for you, and you can make yourself a not a click funnel. A not very attractive but mildly effective <laughs> usable. landing page yeah. a
3: usable landing page, yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. as far as merch is concerned, um. There are facilities around Nashville. Some go, some or some come, some go. Mm. Um, but find some just go. find yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> find your facility. Um, Google is a fantastic resource. Find your facility that you need to print your merch. Be realistic. Like, make sure you're buying. I mean, let's just be honest. If you have a, you you kind of have a gist of your demographic by the people that like your stuff. And and be really honest about, like, what sizes you should get or what styles you should get. So really really know your audience before you drop money into your merch because you may or may not move it. Um, then market your merch, like what you were saying. Yeah,
2: and as, as far as, uh, you know, a common thing that people do is T-shirts. All right, so... What, what,
0: know, what kind of T-shirt have you got on there? Well, Nick? it's actually a very
2: comfortable uh, <laughs> Nashville <Natural> and <Unsigned> T-shirt. <laughs> nice. these, these things are so freaking comfy. But here's the thing. So... Um, You know, if you haven't done merch before, if you haven't done shirts and all that sort of thing, then a good price point to look at on a T-shirt for a good quality T-shirt, you know, maybe two colors, something like that, but it's like $7. So $7 and lower is what you would expect to pay on, you know, a good T-shirt, depending on how, you know, like how many you order at once. But you turn around, you sell that for $15. You know, you could even slap free shipping on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're getting some money coming in that way.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people sell easily for $20, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And I think that one of the really important things that I have learned about merchandise, because I had it all wrong, I thought to myself, oh, let's go in, make the best design t-shirt, and then let's go out there and put it out there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, there's a thing that goes on psychologically with a buyer. When they walk to a table, they want to make a decision. If the decision is, one t-shirt, the decision that they're making is, do I want to buy the t-shirt or don't I want to buy the t-shirt, mm-hmm. right? that you, One of those options is not okay, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you have five different t-shirts, the decision in the mind which is, one? which one do I want to buy, yeah. right? And, you know, you might think to yourself, well, that's going to cost money for more for screens and stuff like that. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Same design, same ink different color t-shirt oh, design yeah. something that you can have a blue and a gray and a red and it doesn't cost you any more because when you talk to the merchandising company you're saying to them hey they say what t-shirts do you want to print this on it's the same price for 50 t-shirts of black mm-hmm. as it is for 20 20 and 10 of different colors now you might charge a different i think they uh richards and southern is a, a great uh, merchandising company here in town um they charge a 10 dollar re uh, uh um uh what do you call it so a screening fee or something like that to change ink oh yeah, yeah. so if you wanted to get a black t-shirt and a white yeah, t-shirt and have them. and swap the color because yeah. you know obviously you can't print white on a white t-shirt well they got to clean the screen out too in between right exactly but 10 dollars come on that's nothing and then that's when you start getting into you know testing your merchandising lines oh, yeah. now you're paying attention what's going out the door and like amber said what are you know what are the sizes of t-shirts you know if you're the fat boys probably, you know, get some triple X's. Well, you, there, should you, know? you should be
0: monitoring. You should have a test cycle. And with that test cycle, you should be monitoring what sizes you're selling the most of. We realized with Nashville Unsigned, we sold a lot of larges and extra larges for men's, and we didn't sell many mediums and smalls. So uh, next time we know that we need to bulk up in the extra large and large category and skim on the other two. So track the data of what you're mm-hmm. selling. Um, that's really important. But then... Let's talk about this. Like when I'm, a, I'm at a concert, more than likely it's not just your one band. It's several bands and they all have merch. Mm. So what differentiates, yeah, your music, like that's great. I just heard a lot of music that's really great because it's Nashville, but what differentiates your merch versus somebody else's merch? And a great example of that is the band Her, class one, mm. literally spent time right. fraying the neckline, fraying the bottom part of the shirt and really making it rock and roll to suit the brand. I can say when I shopped the merch, when I went past every table, I was really taken aback by her product and the detail that she put into it. And then of course, like she had them on hanging mannequins and she had Christmas lights around. Mm. So she actually, your product isn't gonna sell, like even if you have uh, five different colored t-shirts or whatever, and the best quality that you can get if it's just hanging out there in the display, visual merchandising world, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But if, you, if it's not displayed and if it doesn't have character, I am I really want, like, my if I'm buying a band T-shirt and those are in right now, I want to have character. Like, cut the sleeves off or show me different ways that I can wear it. Sacrifice one of your T-shirts and cut it up a little bit and put it on a mannequin. Hmm. Show me some things that I can do with it. Whatever is in trend. If you're selling apparel, you have to know what's in trend, nice. yeah. whether you're just printing a T-shirt or not. Cut the bottom off and crop top it because we're going into spring and summer. So know what you're going into as far as merch. You have to be an apparel master. Yeah, really. and I
1: also think that the presentation of it is really important. Tom Jackson, shout out Tom Jackson. Um, I love you,
0: Tom, partner.
1: Fantastic, fantastic guy. Uh, he wrote a book called The Live Music Method, and it talks about how to make money from live performance. But one of the things that he said is he's like, At your show, are you selling T-shirts to the ceiling? Which basically meant, are you taking your T-shirt and putting it flat on a table and showing it to the ceiling? You're trying to sell a T-shirt to the ceiling. Ceiling doesn't have a lot of money, right? right? So the other thing is take care of it, right? I mean, you look at Apple's model, right? Who throws away their iPhone box? Nobody. We all kept it. Why did we keep it? Because it was designed nicely. It was presented nicely, right? So... I, mean, I felt like think,
0: it had important stuff in there. I couldn't. Yeah, throw
1: away. Yeah, 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 <laughs> There's like a warranty tape in there that I just couldn't like, throw away. Oh, and those things need break it. all the time, <laughs> so I want to save this so yours. I can return it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is that um the presentation of it, imagine this, right? You've got a t-shirt that's sitting in a box, right? Just kind of thrown in there, and then somebody's rummaging through the box to pull out one and you're just a number, right? What is the perception of that? Or what is the perception of, it? and this might be way over the top, but what is the perception about taking that t-shirt, taking all the other t-shirts, putting them underneath the table, but the one that's on your table is in a shadow box. Right? And it makes it look like it's worth more. If you care about it, and like Amber said, the, you know, the details, mm. um, you know, there's a saying that I totally don't agree with, that is, that the devil is in the details. I believe that the angels are in the details, and that that is where things are going to sell. Mm. Right? So take your time. I mean, um, just recently with a band that I work with, we took the t-shirts, instead of just putting them there. We rolled them up and then we cuffed them with corrugated cardboard and tied it with baler twine because they're a country band. right? And so two things happened there. Number one, there was care in the product. But number two, nothing will chase away a customer quicker than a long line. Mm -hmm. And if you have to dig through a box, man, you're losing people because they go, "Eh, I'll get it next show. No, but if you've got them rolled up and there's an L on it for large and M on it for medium, you're just Bang! Bang! Bang, bang! Bang! Right in the face. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ow. Boom. Yeah. You no, know, hey, go back. i will throw like t-shirts. Sketch t-shirts. Back in the line. Back of the <laughs> peanut
0: like peanut like peanut. A T-shirt guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. How awesome! Would I that took be? out a
0: kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here, I'll pay you for that t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Free t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, I oh, definitely think um, how how do we equip you guys with the ability to do this on your own? Pinterest is a beautiful beast, oh. yeah. and you can figure it out on Pinterest. And yeah, you may not be a country band, and that may not work for you you need to go on Pinterest and figure out what does work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You also need to, if you haven't take, I mean, you you should be very, you're going to sell more merch than anything. So you probably need to get online, go to Coursera.org, and take a visual merchandising class. I'm telling you, it'll only take you two hours, and it's well worth your time. Because, again, you're going to sell more merch than anything and we can't coach you through the process. Hmm. And if you do or do not have a manager, they may not be able to coach you through the process. So you just got to equip yourself with the right resources to be able to knock it out on your own.
2: I recommend shopping around locally. Um, more so out. than going online, if, you know, I mean, there's, there's a ton of, uh, you know, like uh, cool pro, promo manufacturing and then also like printing companies and, mm-hmm. you know, all these different places that you can get merchandise from and specifically locally. Cause I mean, you can save on, um, you know, the shipping costs and then also if you go in and meet with them and, and, you know, talk with them, get a sponsorship, as, as long as you're not just, you know, unpleasant, then you can probably end up with a better deal than you would get online. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, inter- was
1: really interesting. Um, there was a band, uh, you know, that just kind of looking around and seeing, like, what are people using and what are the pain points and what are the things here? And there's these things called pop sockets, right? And you put them on the back of your phone. Like uh, fidget yeah, yeah, spinners. spinners. Yeah, yeah, basically, right? Like- and these pop sockets, they, you know, found them at a yard sale. They found a whole bag of them or whatever and they picked up the pop sockets and then they uh, had stickers printed that was the same diameter of it and they put them on to all the top well, on the pop sockets and mm. they sold tons of them and lo and behold now today it's like you know t-shirt koozie and now bands are starting to do pop sockets and yeah. there places online that are saying hey you know get your custom pop sockets now but like what are the things that people are buying around you mm-hmm. if you uh you know like amber said with sinclair and shoes well like go to a sinclair concert you know the collective uh, worth of the shoes of the audience members is probably <laughs> through the roof because yeah. it's like a thing in her brand, right? So look at the people that are there and their demographic. What are they wearing? You and know, more than likely,
0: they're mimicking what you're wearing. So yeah, exactly. It's probably quicker just to go with what you're wearing, you know, and figure out what brands to, are catering to, to your brand. Mm. And then that's where selling of, of social media advertisement would come in. Um, Was your image? Th- that's yeah. where partnership would come in. You know, they may be like, hey, we'll run Michael Jordan when he first got into tennis shoes. They're like, Nike's like, hey, we'll run some dual partnership with you and we'll create a shoe because it just makes sense because mm. you're wearing tennis shoes when you're playing basketball. So we'll, we'll create a partnership <laughs> and cut you in on this, and you'll be making money off half these tennis shoe sales. I'm know.
1: from the north of the tennis shoe. I'm like, wait, he was wearing tennis shoes? Because we didn't call them sneakers. Yeah. You sneakers, you know? I'm
0: and then from some, the south. I know. And then
1: somebody we said to me, We in Nashville. You're not playing yeah. tennis. And they're like, well, you're not sneaking around in I, 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 I've had that nice. exact
3: uh, conversation Dad joke, at, at work. Dad joke. I have some uh, <laughs> northern friends that I work with. And uh, we went and saw Black Panther <laughs> together, and there was that yeah. there was that joke about sneakers. Right. Like, ah, I told you there were sneakers. Ah, <laughs> like,
0: oh. perfect timing. Yep. So another another thing we've kind of brushed on: um, we're monetizing your shows, um, and of course you've got tips, and you've got places that have budgets, and then um, a couple of things to think about as well are corporate events. Um, that is something that also pays universities pay for shows, they love the younger demographic because it pertains to the university's demographic. Hmm. Um, so that's another good one. Organizations throw events all the time and they have budgets for shows. Um, and then let us not forget uh, the the beautiful little social media pieces of Instagram um, and Facebook, although the scrutiny that they're under right now <laughs> isn't positive for them. but. Um, You guys all have Venmo or PayPal. Uh, you get on uh, a live stream on Facebook or Instagram and you throw your Venmo or PayPal up there for people to actually give you money to do what you're doing live that they would have, or doing the live stream in your living room that you would have done as a show anyways. So you can still make money off of that. That's something to also think about. But there are a lot of different ways in shows that you can make that happen. You can also bring in branded sponsors for your shows. We do that. Um, As artists, you can also do that. It's just, again, knowing what brands would be attracted to what you're doing. A lot of the times, if you're in a bar or a venue, a liquor or beer brand would want to get um, involved because that's a quick turnaround sale for them. Mm-hmm. So that's also something to think about. But shows is definitely another way uh, that you can monetize your brand and pull in extra revenue. And those are a bunch of different ways you can do shows.
1: Hey, I've got a question for you, Amber. Um, and I probably have to catch up with you later because I don't think you want to go into describing this right now. But on the social side. I do know that in Snapchat you can swipe up to go to a certain, right, directly to your store or something like that. Or to
0: any URL. But, yeah, any but
1: doesn't... URL. I think I just saw one the other day on Instagram. 10,000
0: followers. 10,000 followers or a check mark. Like you have to be um, verified. That's be where you verified. have to have a little tag or it's, whatever. You either have to have a blue check mark, You can be under 10,000 if you have a verified check. Um, so you can swipe up. And if not then you have to be at at least 10,000 to be able to
1: see Well, I guess up. what I'm talking about is I saw the other day it was an Instagram and as I was scrolling through when the Instagram photo came up there was like a little price tag right oh, in that, the Oh, that actually
0: just changed if you guys get on I'm um, socialmediaexaminer.com or I had that page Yes! I was googling it earlier. Yes. yes. socialmediaexaminer.com actually just covered this it's a brand new um, feature on Instagram and it'll give you all the information and all the knowledge about how this works, and they actually step you through the entire process. I mean, they they what it down. Where does the money
1: come from, though? Does it go it's, through them and they take a percentage of it? Or? It's from
0: your shop. And No, everything runs through. They don't take anything. No. Nice. They don't take anything from it. Cool. And more, Did you say it was Instagram? More details are in socialmediaexaminer.com, and I also think that Hootsuite's blog also covered this because they're both um, really on top of new features. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone, you should get on the newsletter because it will definitely help with keeping you in the know. Like we knew about split screen live stream interviews before it came out. So if you go live from also a cool way to engage with your fans um, but if you, can, if you go live uh, from Facebook, Instagram, you can now request, if you're inside the room, you can request to split screen with the uh, host. And at that point, you can actually interview and question nice. your fans and have your fans sharing a screen with you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Again, Social Media Examiner and Hootsuite Blog, um, is they gave that to us a month before it came out. So Oh,
1: there's another place where you can learn a whole bunch of this stuff. Uh, National and Science Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Amber uh, is always ahead of everything, like I, six months <laughs> <laughs> ahead of everything. I just gave it's, you
0: guys my secret. <laughs> All of them. So, uh, blade, blade, delete. <laughs> 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 I, delete that shit out right now. Um, but I, I guess a couple other things, because I know that we're um, crunching on some time right now. Um, we haven't really covered this a lot, but we're seeing this um, more, we're seeing this so much with our alumni right now. Uh, is publishing, sync, and licensing. yeah, yeah. Um, Film and TV, uh, I cannot tell you, since we have started to get into this world, and if you are interested in learning more about it through Nashville Unsigned, we are doing syncing and licensing uh, for independent artists right now, which is really cool because the producer of the film or TV show wants to cut their budget um, and the artist wants to make money well the beautiful thing about an independent artist is you just cut out a shit ton of people mm-hmm. that you have to pay yeah. out. So the production company is cutting cost, they're happy. Mm-hmm. The artist is getting paid a lump sum for for that sync. They're happy and then
1: and the movie is being branded with Music Discovery as well. Like I mean yeah. we all know the OC but it really isn't because it was the most amazing TV.
0: <laughs> they had merging music. Uh, they had liar.
1: emerging music, like crazy. A lot of music
0: broke out from yeah, yeah. the OC and yeah. Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and
3: was that California yeah, song. All those Screen California, Gym studios yeah. out in yeah, yeah.
0: Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Netflix. Netflix does originals all the time. They do original films, and you see it more than ever original TV shows. Well, more than likely, if you go and watch any of those, they're not syncing v- super popular music you hear on the radio right oh, no. now. They're not doing it because they're kind of the indie version of film and TV. So right. um, it's definitely, there are some processes that you need to go to to make sure that your shit's synch-able. Um, And it, of course, it's production. You know, make sure that you are working with producers that know the game um, in that right. aspect if not a publishing company that also has their feet on the ground.
1: Right and your mastering has to be a broadcast quality or, mm-hmm. or you're just out of the game no matter how good the uh, product is.
0: Yeah. Or so the song. Th- yeah. that yeah. is very something very important to to think about and there are also people that pitch that so more than likely you're not going to go straight into the producer. You're going to talk to uh, music supervisors is typically w- what they're called that we have done before,
2: Oh, by yeah. the way.
0: Oh, my God. But music supervisors are kind of the people that you want to go after um, to be able to get your music into the hands of the right people. Casey had a question? Yeah, I did have a question. Mm-hmm. Casey, our, our producer. Casey Shaheen, has...
3: ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, so before we get out of here, let me, there we go. So I want to know, before we go, I'm going to point to each of you and ask you, what is the best way to implement, like the best thing that an artist can implement right now, in your opinion, so personal opinion, what is the best thing that an, an emerging artist can do to start making money, let's say in 90 days? Nick.
2: You have, I have your <laughs> mic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sign language, Nick. We'll just sign language. Down the She's line. She's like, how am I sharing? supposed to do this with no mic? I mean, I have a loud voice and all, but come on,
2: bro. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the merchandise. Uh, if, if uh, you know, I, typically I do recommend like a 90 day timeline um, when you start a project. Uh, I, I think we mentioned this at the beginning of either this episode or the last episode. But uh, step two, uh, step one is figuring out what you want to do. Step two is figure out how you're gonna make some money doing that. So you know, I really recommend going with the merchandise avenue. You know, it's 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 easy to get into. If even with just like two to four hundred dollars, you know, you can you can buy some you know, with for example t-shirts, you know, flip those into you know, then you got for eight hundred dollars. You know, it's you know, however much put into it, you can keep rolling that, and then you know, develop yourself into you know, a great profit position. You know, beyond that. Uh, everything else is icing on the cake after you get mm-hmm. you know, your, your main cake with the uh, merch money. Mm. Merch. Merch cake.
0: Um, I would definitely say uh, that you can do immediately. You can do in 90 days. It'll start out uh, trickling in and then it'll be much larger in 90 days. Uh, Patreon. I think that, yep. that you got to get up like yesterday. Um, you have to start building out an account. Google it. Research how this works. Look at other influencers and Patreon and see how they've conjured up their packages. I think that that's number one. And two, what you can do right now is get on your Facebook, get on your Instagram, go live and have them tip you in your Venmo. Mm. Like, so I think that that's some ways that you can make money yesterday.
3: Casey, I'm gonna say screw your question. Um, oh, bite,
0: bite, build, fight, b- fight, build fight, your fight, audience fight,
3: for fight. 90 days, and then worry about making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's a good and, um, one. That's I'm, a good one. I'm actually,
3: I'm gonna, I'm
0: All gonna,
1: right, Casey, I love you. I'm
3: gonna,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna agree with Amber. Um, there's, you know, it, yeah, t-shirts are great, but you have to, you know, depending on where you are in your career. Um, do you already have a following, or do you not have a following? If you don't have a following, well, you can pr- print a bunch of t-shirts, but then it's sitting in you know inventory and you've now lost money. And I think that everybody has a mom, everybody has a dad, everybody has an uncle, everybody has a college roommate and whatever. And if you go after those people and try to get them, it's basically a pre-order. So you're not putting anything forth to make money right off the bat. But man, if, if you're doing that, please deliver, just deliver.
3: You got to deliver mm-hmm. Execution.
0: Execution. Well, thank you guys for giving us your time. Um, you, I mean, you can give us your money. We'll put our Venmo <laughs> in, <laughs> in the comments. So you guys are more than welcome to pay for this. Hi, Mom. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we love you guys. Come to our events. Hang out with us. Network. Join the movement, yeah. cashflonsign.com. Yes. Thank you, O Nino.
2: Send us a message. Tell us what you think about the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Give us yeah. Yeah. You know, We love feedback, so.
1: feedback. Good luck, man. Go get them Benjamins.
0: Make it rain. Gotta make that money, honey. Can't be living on the streets. Thank you, O Nino, for the music. Yes. Later,
2: y'all.